I figure in my situation, my face is my bumper sticker. This is the news from the Lord. Our founding fathers here in this country brought about the only true revolution that has ever taken place in man's history. Every other revolution simply exchanged one set of rulers for another set of rulers. But only here did that little band of men so advance beyond their time that the world has never seen their like since evolve the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Hello, America. Welcome to Lordsville. I am Jeffrey Lord. And we are going to have a little chat today about Sean Hannity's best-selling book, Live Free or Die. And I wanted to do this because, uh, as you probably noticed, it, it's rocketed to number one on the bestseller lists. Uh, even uh, the New York Times has had to, uh, or as Sean refers to it, the New York Toilet Paper Times, uh, they have had to cope with the fact and I would like to suggest here that this is this is more than uh, a book by somebody who's on television. This is a book that is incredibly important. I've called it the necessary book of 2020. And that's because Sean really does understand what's at stake for this country and what this election means, that this is uh, an election that can change everything if it goes the wrong way. So I'd like to talk a little bit about that today and focus on, in particular, one of his chapters, chapter four, which is about socialism. And he writes, the ability of socialism to wreck an economy is actually pretty incredible. It's an awesome force of nature, like a tornado or a tsunami. Well, I think that he's right. And let me give you a specific example, which involves a certain former senator from Delaware who happens to be running for president. Some of you will remember, many of you will remember the 2008 financial crisis, which occurred right as the election was careening to a close between Senator McCain and Senator Obama. And all of a sudden, the economy collapsed. Now, let me just read a little bit from my former Reagan colleague, Peter Wallison, who wrote at the time about, uh, about the financial crisis. And he said, I believe that the non of the financial crisis was U.S. government housing policy, which led to the creation of 27 million subprime and other risky loans, half of all mortgages in the United States, and which were ready to default as soon as the uh, housing bubble began to deflate. If the U.S. government had not uh, chosen this policy path, fostering the growth of a bubble of unprecedented size, meaning this is the government doing this, and an equally unprecedented number of weak and high residential mortgages, the great financial crisis of 2008 would never have occurred. Now, 
Let me just uh, point out to you that the rules for mortgages and all of this were being set by Congress, by the liberals in Congress, notably Congress, then Congressman Barney Frank from Massachusetts and California's Maxine Waters. And over the objections of Republicans who said, this is not a good idea, they passed legislation that basically said uh, that you can have a mortgage even if you are not really qualified to have one. Well, there was somebody else involved in all of this. And uh, his name was Joe Biden. He was uh, one of the major promoters of the Bankruptcy Abuse and Consumer Protection Act of 2005. And of course, in wonderful governmental style, it has its own acronym, which is BACPA. (laughs) You can't make this stuff up. Um, It was written by him with uh, uh, his banks and credit card companies. They were swamped by rapidly raising rates uh, and bankruptcy rates. So they made it much more difficult with this legislation to enter formal bankruptcy. Now, not surprisingly, what happens when you when you do this is it didn't occur to the American financial and political elites like Senator Biden that uh, simply making it more difficult for individuals to declare bankruptcy did absolutely zero zilch to solve the economic hard times suffered by people who are bankrupt. So what do you think people in those financial straits would do when they could no longer file for bankruptcy? Yep, folks, lots of them stopped paying their home mortgages. This was especially noticeable at the time for subprime mortgages. And uh, uh So what happened? Well, it blew out these fancy financial derivatives based on mortgage loans called credit default swaps. And the collapse of the credit default swaps brought down um, Baron Stearns. I think that was in March of 2008. It was followed in September by the collapse of Fannie Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, Lehman Brothers, the AIG. It was all downhill from there, and I'm I'm reading from uh, uh, a group called uh, Real Progress, something like that. And they, interestingly, they were critical of Joe Biden in 2019 because he was not progressive enough. And uh, so, nonetheless, they did a fairly good job here of outlining exactly what Joe Biden was responsible for. Now. What is it that in picking Senator Harris, Joe Biden has picked? He's picked somebody who wants to get government involved and, one, eliminate private health insurance. Uh, She supports the $93 trillion Green New Deal. She wants to decriminalize legal, illegal border crossing. She wants to give illegals taxpayer-funded health care. And she wants, uh, along with Senator Biden, a massive tax hike on hardworking Americans. All of this is uh, socialism to one degree or another. And this is exactly what Sean has been saying. If they ban fracking, for example, I live in Pennsylvania, that would cost, and I've checked on this, some 600,000 jobs in right here in the middle of Pennsylvania. I mean, I frankly think good luck carrying Pennsylvania if that's your platform, which it is. But when you involve the government to this extent, 
you wreak the tornado, as Sean says. You would wreak the tsunami. We've already been through this. This is exactly what happened. They injected the government all of this, and uh, sure enough, the economy collapsed, and we had a massive, massive problem. So I'm always somewhat amused when they give Barack Obama and Joe Biden credit for pulling us out of the great financial crisis when, in fact, in voting for this stuff, they caused <laughs> the great financial crisis. And the lesson there for all of us, the lesson of live free or die, and this is why I say it's the necessary book, because if you're, if you're uninformed on this, if you are or ill-informed or you're simply unaware, you need to read it with some specificity because this is going to be important in this election. Everything that Sean talks about in this book is on the ballot in November. And we have to pay attention here because this is not some sort of idle thing of, you know, well, I don't like Donald Trump or that kind of situation. This is about the direction of this country. And these people have already collapsed the, the economy once. They can do it again and they will do it again, uh, again by injecting government into your everyday life. Good Lord, uh, Senator Harris, as I understand it, even wants to ban straws. <laughs> uh, you know, you can't get more persnickety than than that. So my suggestion is that you pick up Sean Hannity's book and read it, pay particular attention to chapter four. And also one other thing that I would suggest is pay attention to his chapter on uh, the COVID uh, virus situation. And there's a reason I suggest this is that he gives uh, specific dates you know, Democrats are out there. As a matter of fact, I saw a television, Biden television commercial today that suggests that the president didn't do anything and didn't lead on the virus. None of this is true. And uh, thankfully, Sean is quite specific with the dates beginning in December of last year when the CDC uh, uh, had began to learn about the virus and they got in touch with the Chinese government and said, we'll send American doctors over there. Um, to help. And up, lo and behold, they didn't respond. And this went on and on and on. And this is definitely the fault of the Chinese government. Uh, this is not Donald Trump's fault, and uh, they should know better about it. But it is the political season, so it's good to read for that. So there we go. That's the view from Lordsville. That's the word of the Lord. And I hope you will pick up that book, and we will see you next time. Thanks. And let me say something to my audience out there. If you really like this, and I know you do, I hope that you will sign up for my podcast, The Word of the Lord, because we will be here every week and we will have all kinds of interesting things to talk about. You know, life is not going to be dull in this podcast. So please tune in and we will be right here with The Word of the Lord.